In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. Assalamu alaikum. This is The Conviction Project, a podcast where we leave you with no doubts about Islam. My name is Maraj Rana, and I am Farhan Iqbal. Ya Rabbi, salli ala nabiyyika daiman Ihaadhe dunya wa basin saani So we received another question today and I would like to just take some time to read that question. Um, the question comes from one of our listeners. Uh, he says, um, loneliness. In what ways and to what extent can a relationship with Allah address loneliness? I imagine that this relationship is not meant to replace other human relationships. Is that true? If so, then what should this connection be like? The basis of every connection is communication, and the communication with Allah is largely one-sided, with dreams, revelations being relatively infrequent if compared to a two-sided human conversation. You know, when I read this question, I had many thoughts. And I think that uh, today, in today's episode, I think I'd just like to speak from my own experience. Because I think one of the key things of when it comes to a relationship with Allah is that every single person has their own sort of relationship with Allah. And I think this is true for every relationship. Every relationship is different. Every relationship is unique. So perhaps to address these questions... I will just speak about my own um, experience of loneliness and how I use Allah to counteract that loneliness. What are your thoughts on this? I think we have to define what a relationship with God means, right? Um, there's that personal relationship, for instance, that uh, you are doing zikr of God. You are saying, subhanallah, holy is Allah, whenever you see something beautiful. You are remembering God, you're praying to God, there are a whole bunch of prayers. I was just the other day looking at the number of prayers that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, used to offer. And sometimes you don't realize how many different kinds of prayers he offered. There is istighfar, there is other things. Uh, there's the uh, voluntary prayers, or there's the getting up really early in the morning and going into what we call the Bait dua right? The dedicated room in your house where you go and you just offer prayers to God and this is a very private, secluded time with God. There is the example of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Before he started receiving revelation, uh, he used to go into the, into the cave, right? And that personal relationship is there. But then, is that it? Of course not. There are, there are other things. So there are, there's this really strong emphasis on going to the mosque for prayer. And you know what? If you are going to the mosque for prayers, you, you should be going five times a day, but let's say even two times a day, right? I don't think you can feel lonely after that because there are so many people there and you're meeting them and you're talking to them and there's this social environment uh, that uh, you, you don't come out of there feeling lonely. So, you know, that makes sense to me because I think that that's very true. But then I also think... There's two types of loneliness. One loneliness is 
uh, isolation. You know, you are not around people. You don't know many people and that's lonely. You know, you're just in your home all day. But then there's this internal feeling of loneliness. You know, it's something more poetic where um, you're around people, but yet you feel alone. And I think that that is a genuine experience as well, that there's this two type of like, you could be meeting a lot of people. You know, we talk about like these famous celebrities, famous actors, actresses, they know so many people, they're always around people, but they still experience loneliness. Right. Or, you know, people that are so famous. With. Yes. So well known, so much attention is given to them and yet they're lonely. Yet yeah. they're lonely. So I wonder, you know, if there are certain things that you can do um, to counteract that feeling of loneliness. So when you're around people, when you're well known, your family is there, but yet, you know, as you're about to go to bed at night or as you wake up in the morning, you feel alone. And I think that God does address that issue of loneliness. I think so. I think it comes back to that uh, personal relationship with God. And uh, I think the, in the email also it's mentioned uh, that, uh, you know, there's the prayers. There, there are the, there's the acceptance of prayers. It reminds me of um, one thing that Hazrat Mirza Bashiruddin Mahmood Ahmad, the second caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, has written that uh, the best evidence for the existence of God is acceptance of prayers. Why? Because it's personal. We can have a bunch of other academic reasons for believing God, a bunch of uh, scientific reasons maybe, but what what really matters is that personal uh, relationship with God. And just when, when you ask God for something and he provides it to you, that feeling, uh, I think, uh, is, is what... what uh, makes most people believe in God. And, and, and so I think that's where, that's what, that's a kind of relationship that addresses this loneliness that is in spite of mm -hmm. all the relationships that you have, that at a, at a time when you're feeling secluded and alone and lonely, you can remember God and talk to him right and build build that relationship with him right you know when i think about this question and, and as i'm sitting here and we're talking about this i'm thinking more about it and i think that you know the the place in islam where it says you know god is nearer to you um than your juggler vein i'm reminded of that constantly because when i how i personally live i like to live that you know that there's this shadow of god that's always on top of me you know that's just how i live and i think that Anything that I do, God has complete control over that. I think about this often when I'm driving. So I drive about two hours a day, uh, 200 kilometers. So if I'm driving one way, 100 kilometers, and I'm just sitting there, I just hold the, uh, the steering wheel. And I think at any given moment, I could, my, my life could possibly end, you know, yeah. a, a car crash, something could fly in from the window. And, you know, these thoughts go through my mind. And I think that how is it that I'm still alive while I'm doing this drive? And I think it's because God is protecting me in that moment. And I think my relationship with God is that I am constantly under his watch, being protected. And if I can communicate to him, his safety is a response to that communication. So, you know, I'm really thinking of this uh, book uh, that I read recently. It's called The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. And I think your smile yeah, says you read it as well. I have read it, yeah. And, you know, he talks about omens. 
right. in that book. So he goes to spoiler alert. So if you haven't read it, you can stop it right stop now. Stop right now. If you're reading it right now, stop it right now. But um, so he goes through various parts of Morocco and he encounters different situations and things that push him towards his ultimate goal. He says it's an omen. This is from God or this is from some place greater than him. And I always think about that. I always think that, you know, I have a personal story, a personal destiny, and anything that pushes me in that direction is from God. So, for example, you know, if for I'm, you know, out of food and I really and a prayer from the bottom of my heart says, you know, I need food and some reason or not, um, without me directly asking or directly praying for it, uh, but it's just in my heart someone brings food to my house, for example. I think that that's from God. I think that is God communicating. You know, it's not a form of a dream revolution or revelation. It's just a, a omen, so to speak. Right. I think that's from God as well. I think uh, this is talked about in uh, Surah Fatiha, uh, where we have uh, the four, four fundamental attributes of God uh, mentioned. There is Rab, Rahman, Rahim, and Malik. What the, these uh, attributes are, are basically Lord, Rahman means gracious, Rahim means merciful, and Malik means master. So I'm not going to go into all these details, but the word Rahman, I think, is what, what we are pointing at. God is Rahman, he's gracious in the sense that his love is unconditional. His provision for his creation is unconditional. We came into the world and a lot of things have been provided for us. We didn't ask for it, we didn't work for it, but it's already there. So that's the, that's the manifestation, so to speak, of God's Rahmaniyat or God's graciousness that he's taking care of us despite our uh, weaknesses or in spite of our weaknesses or in spite of our, you know, that, that part about good and evil is separate. This is God just providing for everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that itself is a form of communication between yeah. humans and God. So, so really what I'm hearing in our conversation is that what does the word communication mean? Communication is not always directly, you know, going back to the alchemist book, um, he, he talks about, you know, the language of the world. So, you know, if you go to a place where nobody speaks your language, you know, I had this experience when I traveled to Europe and you go to Germany, everyone's speaking German there. Um, you don't understand anything that they're saying. But, you know, you can understand from their tone, you can understand from how they are, facial expressions, body language, all these other ways of communicating. And then you understand that, but that's also communication. So communication doesn't necessarily have to be verbal, how it is with a two-sided human conversation, as this person has written. But I think there's a lot of non-verbal communication, a lot of feelings that are inside of my heart that I might feel that pushed me towards something, which is also, I think, God communicating sometimes. Even if, even if you have developed a good relationship with God through prayers and zikr and regular worship and everything and trying to become a better person, you know, you, you can reach a point where you, you have a certain desire in your heart for something and God provides it. It happens, you know. Uh, uh, one of my elders, uh, without his permission, I don't want to take his name, he used to narrate that, you know, once he's sitting, uh, once he was sitting in Calgary, for instance, and he was, uh, he was writing a book. It was the middle of the night, he was really tired, but he wanted to finish the project that was at hand, and he had this desire for coffee, 
right? It was like, I don't know, 2 a.m. or whatever, right? And it was a very strong desire. He wanted it, uh, but he thought that, you know, who's going to go out there, find us Tim Hortons or something, um, and, and, and get it. So he, he, he kept on working. But a few minutes later, somebody rang the bell, and he was wondering at this, in the middle of the night, who is it? And he went and answered the door, and it was a friend of his who brought him coffee, right? So he said that I am absolutely sure that God put it in the heart of this person to bring me coffee because this person was just driving by. He thought that, you know what, I should go to him and give him some coffee. And out of nowhere, he, he goes and he gets some, some coffee and brings it to his house in the middle of the night. Who would have thought that, right? So it's, it's, it's a form of communication, I think, that happens. And I, I can think of personal examples. I don't like to talk about personal examples when it comes to this subject. But there are a bunch of things that have happened that cannot be explained, right, in any other way. It's just God communicating with, with human beings. And I think that is the best weapon, so to speak, that we have against loneliness, uh, that we need to be, build a relationship with God. Just recently, I was reading in one of the Malfuzat books, uh, Discourses of the Promised Messiah, Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, peace be upon him, where he talks about this relationship that has to be built with God, the kind of relationship. He said that, you know, if you look at all the other relationships, they are temporary or they're worldly or they have other... But the kind of relationship that we can have with God is 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 very pure. It's very pure and it's very unconditional and 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 it's it's a kind of relationship that is the, the most permanent eternal kind of relationship. And in order to develop that relationship he go, he goes back to namaz, he goes back to salat. And not just random salat, not just the kind of salat which you're just doing it as a duty or something. He said take your time minute by minute through the Salat and, and be very comfortable with it and, and create that istarab, as, as just, so to speak, the, the, the anxiety within that prayer that, that develops it, an emotion. It's, it's an emotional Salat. It's not just, you know, uh, an exercise. And, you know, I think the biggest example of that is when you see um, Hazur, um, the head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Jamaat, when he comes into the mosque, you know, he's so busy, he has all these things, but you can see that when he's about to read namaz, it's as if nothing else matters. Right. It's as if, you know, and even when he's reading it, there's no rush, you know, there's no hurry. It's at the same pace every single time throughout. So that emotional part comes in because I think a large part of your communication comes through Salat. Um, because I think that is the prescribed times where that communication I think happens. what I'm hearing from our discussion, I mean, and this is something that I'm coming to understand just through this conversation, is that it's a state of mind. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's our attitude towards everything, towards loneliness, towards namaz, towards... You know, people offer prayers behind, uh, behind Hazur and, uh, and, and it, it totally transforms them. Uh, and some others might not have the same feeling. Why? Because they're, they're different states of mind. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are come there with the right attitude, the right state of mind, forget about everything. This is what is important. Let me do this prayer right now behind Azur with full concentration. It, it brings out on that spiritual enhancement, mm -hmm. right? And, and it develops your relation, your personal relationship with God. And that itself is a great tool against loneliness. Yeah, and I think that, you know, to wrap up, um, I think everything happens through God. Like that is, that, that's my personal state of mind, where I think that 
all things that happen, all things that I would do or I would want to do should happen with God being the intermediary. And I think that is also another way where relationships uh, can be strengthened. Because, you know, I read in this question, and I think we, we just so I can, we can target it directly, is that are um, relationships with God supposed to replace human relationships? And I don't think that's the case, but I do think that relationships with humans have God as an intermediary. Right. Relationship with God should be seen in, the, in its own light. And it should obviously have precedence over. So it sh- what the promised Messiah, back to the discourses, what he was when he was comparing these two things, he was saying that when people get rid of God or they forget about God or they start disbelieving in God, then other things become their gods. So our relationships should not become gods for us. God should be the supreme uh, being that uh, we have a different, unique relationship with. And our other relationships are there. And we can see God in those relationships, really. God working in those relationships, right? Yeah. The, the way you describe the, the intermediary, yeah, right? Definitely. Um, and, you know, um, we're always really happy to take these questions and really grateful and humbled that these questions are coming in. Um, we promise that we will take time um, to answer these questions because I think it's a great way uh, to interact and communicate with the largest audience, uh, with the larger audience. So, um, you know, if you would like to ask more questions, the email to reach us is, is at the conviction project at gmail.com or you can go to our website www.theconvictionproject.com to hear all of our other podcasts and also submit your questions through the website. Once again, this is The Conviction Project where we leave you with no doubts about Islam. محمد الرسول الله صلي على نبينا صلي على محمد صلي على حبيبنا صلي 